0: Very good evening to you. Hope you've had a ripping day. Sam Hargrave is with you for Time On. And it's time now to have your say on the news of the day. 0433 11 16. Of course, the Temper text line. Temper is a mattress like no other. And one 736 736 If you're just getting in the car, you're just finishing up work. If you've just down tools, one 736 736 If you've been just itching all day to ring up and say, Hey, you were speaking about that earlier today, or well, I heard this story today. And here's what I reckon about it. This is your time. one 736 736 is the number. Uh, that's what the next hour is all about. At 7 o'clock, uh, we uh, go to the A-League. I'll give you the details of that in just a moment. Uh, and then I'm back from 9 to 11. And uh, after 9 o'clock, we will speak to Josh Giddy, who just got named in the Boomers squad for Tokyo today. I know that Bob and Andy had uh, his sire... Warwick Gideon, NBL legend, uh, and they think they got the best of the giddies. Well, I reckon at the end of the career, with all due respect to Warwick, we might be saying something very, very different. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Plenty to get through throughout uh, and what has been a, another very busy day in news. Uh, and we've got Daniel straight away uh, who wants to talk about the Boomers squad. Uh, the Boomers squad that was named today to go to Tokyo, uh, is as such, if you're just getting in the car, Dengadel, Aaron Baines, Ryan Brokoff, Xavier Cooks, Mitch Creek, Matthew Deliver Dover, Dante Exam, Josh Giddy, Chris Golding, Josh Green, Isaac Humphreys, Joe Ingles, Nick Kay, Jock Landale, Mitch McCarran, Will McDowell White, who's Darryl White's son, uh, the three time Lions Premiership player, Will Magnathon Maker, Paddy Mills, Brock Motum, Mitch Norton, uh, do Up Wreath, Ben Simmons and Matisse Theibel, who, born in America, came out here at a very young age, has dual Australian citizenship, is with Ben Simmons at the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. He has made the squad as well, which Daniel from South Caulfield is ringing up to have a chat about. G'day, mate. G'day, Sam. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. How's your day um, been? Thanks,
3: for- Yeah, not too bad. I've been uh, itching to to ring up and uh, speak to you guys at SEN about Matisse Seibel making the boomer squad. That is exceptional. That is um, amazing that someone who... And this guy was at Duke, um, he was, sorry, he was, uh, no, sorry, he was at college, but he was rated the number one defensive player in college in his senior year, um, he was a first round draft pick in the NBA, Yep, and overall. to the to to sort of to say, yep, um, obviously Brian Gorgian's been in his year, in, in um, Ben Simmons' year. And for, for those two guys to, to sort of agree to play for Australia, um, this is—it's enormous—and uh, I'm, I'm wrapped that Matisse Seibel is uh, in the Aussie squad.
0: Yeah, so the 76 has got his draft right so from the Boston Celtics. I mean, this was a guy uh, that went to Washington College, uh, picked 20 in the 2019 draft, as you mentioned. Defensive Player of the Year 2019, as you say. He was the NCAA season steals leader in 2019. He was first-team All-Pac-12 uh, and two-time Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, two-time Pac-12 All-Defensive Team. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's an inspired choice um, for those who don't know a heap about him, was born in the US but came out here um, when he was, I think, uh, about two years old and he lived in Australia for about seven years. He started off as a swimmer, Daniel. He wanted to, he loved life saving, he wanted to be a lifesaver.
3: Well, I'm glad he's uh, chosen basketball because uh, I'm really looking forward to this Olympic team.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really strong team, mate. It, it, it looks very, very good on paper. Obviously, no uh, Andrew Bogut, but everyone we'd want to be in that side, uh, we get. And, you know, Josh Giddy's the, the, the real bolter in that side, just in his first year of professional basketball. I'm going to speak to him later on tonight. Um, Josh Green, of course, who's with the Dallas Mavericks at the moment, uh, the Aussie as well. So, And then we've got some of our best players who are doing uh, their best work over in Europe as well as a really strong NBL contingent, so it's uh, it's a quality-looking squad at the minute.
3: Sam, can I ask you a question? Um, you, you just mentioned Andrew. You just mentioned Andrew Bogut, obviously not in the team, and Aaron Baines, obviously is the number one big man. Aside from aside from him, I mean, really, I don't know that we have the depth. In the big man department, um, to cover a loss of Andrew Bogut,
0: what are your thoughts? I, I would respectfully disagree, Daniel. I think if you look at the form of Isaac Humphrey this year, who's almost in MVP-like form with the Adelaide 36ers, um, if you look at, uh, if you also look at Jock Landale, who's playing brilliantly for Southeast Melbourne, um, you, you throw in Will Magne, who's uh, on a two-way contract at the moment with the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, so, I mean, Andrew Bogut is one of the best big men getting around in the world. So you you don't replace that with just one player, but what you do is put uh, several good players who can who can go into that role at different times. So I think we are well covered in the big man department.
3: Thanks a lot, Sam. Have a good night.
0: Now you too, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Uh, Kane's in Preston. Hello to you, mate. G'day, Sammy. How are you going? Very well. What's on your mind? Uh, Just just about the Boomer squad, I've just got a couple of few questions, mate. Where where about these
4: uh, Joe Ingalls and uh, Aaron Baines? Uh, They're in the squad? Oh, they're in the squad. I wasn't wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I I didn't see their name on there. I was just uh, giving a quick call, double-check if they're in the squad or not.
0: No, they (laughs) absolutely are, Kane. Rest easy, my friend. Uh, Rest easy. Uh, Thanks for the call. Have a great night. A couple of people asking about Bryce Cotton off the text. I think that's a wait and see on Bryce Cotton. I think he's got to get Australian citizenship first. And uh, we will endeavour to just to get an update there. But, I mean, what an addition he would be. Um, he and Leroy Loggins, probably the greatest imports ever into the NBL. Uh, so that's a wait and see on this space for Bryce Cotton, just for Brett, who's asking, and Will uh, as well. And there's a couple more people that are texting in in regards to Bryce Cotton. Uh, Other news of the day, um, well, Cricket Australia CEO Nick Hockley uh, fronted the media today um, in in regards to the story that we actually got um, out last night. Uh, We were lucky enough to to speak to Ben Horne, who broke the story last night that the tour to South Africa wasn't going ahead, so um, given that the... I suppose just the severity of the most recent outbreak of COVID, the mutant strain that's happening, they're getting a positive test rate of about 10 percent in South Africa at the moment. That has not been met very kindly by Graham Smith, uh, the head of South African cricket, um, not wrapped that Australia's pulled out of the 11th hour, so they're not happy at all. Uh, Nick Hockley uh, addressed accusations today that Cricket Australia only tried to get the England and India Indian Series away, series series away.
1: I mean all I can say is that we play every ball on its merits, Uh, we've learnt a fortune since we've started, Um, we've got the best medical advisors, I think everyone's becoming much more adept um, in terms of both the protocols and also risk assessment and unfortunately um, this current time in South Africa we've just been presented with a risk profile which is significantly significantly greater than anything we've encountered to date. Um, and uh, with health and safety as our number one priority, as it has been all along, we uh, have found the um, you know the the level of risk uh, to be um, you know unacceptable uh, at this this point in time and that's unique to the current situation situation in South Africa. Um, and as I said it's it's um, it's it's very, very disappointing. Thank you. So, Graham Smith, uh, the
0: South African cricket boss, um, v- as I said, very unhappy about this decision. It's going to have a devastating effect on an already financially stricken South African cricket board. Um, but uh, Nick Ockley did say that they offered a contingency plan to South Africa to host the games in Australia, and they did decline. That offer. He was asked a question how it would work and what would happen if Australia does, on the off chance, still qualify uh, for the Test Championship and have to go to England.
1: I don't think you can guarantee anything. That's one thing we've learnt. Um, you certainly can't guarantee how quickly things change. Uh, you know, our mantra all along has been uh, to take the advice of the medical experts, uh, the public health authorities, and do everything within our power to uh to to play cricket now you know thankfully um for this home summer um you know the there's been community transmission at stages through the summer but the prevalence has been compared to the rest of the world relatively low um and you know it's still been massively challenging to to play the uh to play the home summer i mean i think the the players uh, can't speak highly enough of the players for their sacrifices. They've been away from family in in biosecure bubbles, and um, so you know, if if it comes to that we qualify for the for the, the for the Test Championship, that's now out of our hands. It's reliant on other results. Um, then you know, obviously, we'll we'll have to look at the, the situation at the time. But our commitment since this very start of this um, this period is to. Um, play cricket as scheduled, if we can, providing it's safe to do so, and um, that will continue to be our mantra. Nick Hockley,
0: uh, from Cricket Australia there, talking about uh, what would happen if Australia does still qualify for the World Test Championships, um, or the final of that, which at the moment is looking very unlikely. New Zealand qualify, now it's going to be, uh, I think, out of India and England, and, and Australia can still make it, just depending on how the results fall. It's so complex, the equation. Um, I think it... it In in the most broadest terms, I think India still need to win it, but not by much. I think that's how Ben Horn explained it to me last night. Uh, Nick Hockley also went on to talk about uh, the stories uh, around
1: the recent stories surrounding Justin Langer. I think we're a um, a high-performance... We're in a high-performance business. We're in a high-performance organisation. We're continually reviewing. um, You know, I think... um, some of the commentary that I've seen um, uh, around uh, JL in, in the media, I think that's a you know it's a it's a matter for within within the team within the squad. And um, all I all I really say is I think you know JL's uh, leadership, um, his passion. Um, you know he wears, wears his wears his heart sleeve, but he's a great leader. What he's done for team culture, uh, what he what he provides to the organisation uh, more broadly not just uh, on the field but off the field and um you know i think he's been very 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 clear uh, very clear what what he stands for and that's to make uh make australians uh the team to make australians uh, proud and um yeah i think justin's got our, our, our full support but uh, of course we're always um you know we're always we will monitor um performance and certainly will um you know, I think this last series, uh, um, as with ev- every series, um, we'll um, you know we'll, we'll we'll look to to debrief and um, and see how we can get better. Nick Hockley,
0: um, fully supportive of Justin Langer. Now, for, for AFL fans, that will put up a red flag very very quickly, isn't that always the line when there's a coach under pressure? Uh, Jules Destoupe will know. I'll get a yay or a a no from him. He's still out there, isn't that always the line when a coach is under pressure that the uh, The president or the CEO says they have our full support and then, then a couple of weeks later, there they go. I am being facetious, of course. Um, in regards to that story around Justin Langer and his mannerism and his demeanour around the team, I'm going to speak to a guy called Dr. Phil Jauncey a little later on tonight. This guy is a high-performance sports psychologist. He's worked with Cricket Australia for many years. He worked at the Brisbane Lions during uh, their run of three premierships in a row. He worked at the Brisbane Broncos for 15 years. He's worked with Sri Lankan cricket, New Zealand cricket, Bangladesh cricket. He's worked with the Australian Olympic team. He is a man... That knows exactly what it takes and what is the most important pieces of the coach player relationship uh, and the tone and the mood that needs to be set by the coach around the players so that'll be fascinating we'll do that after nine o'clock Emma Carney the North Melbourne superstar to join me a little later on this evening on time on plenty more news still to get through there's big response today in regards to the Israel Folau story and the possibility of him rejoining the NRL Uh, but first uh, that's Sam's call from Thomas down g'day mate
4: how are you going, Sammy? I'm
0: very well, thanks, Sammy. You
4: just want to sort of talk about the uh the Ben Brown incident with the uh, knee swelling. Yeah. Um, well, going off what Gordon said last week, I think it was on SCN that he kicked six in a in an intra club match, which yeah. I assume was last week. And then to come out, the Noll Footy Club's come out and said that he's that there's you know, he's had constant knee swelling. So what I'm assuming is it's is it a is it a thing that's just happened this week or is
0: it after that intra club match? I'm just really confused. So, he met a specialist either oh, yesterday or today. I can't quite remember. Um, he missed the back up of last season because of knee issues. Uh, you're right that Max Gorn said he, he brained them in the in the intra club. It just sounds to me like it is an ongoing thing. I don't, from what I understand, it's not giving him pain, but it's certainly cause for concern when it continues to swell up the way that it is. So they definitely need to to get it checked out. Um, But it's, it's a precautionary scan is the way it's sort of being relayed. But it's, again, not great news. And especially when Max Gorn said to Gary and Tim that the one thing, the most important thing that they're, that they're trying to work on this year is their connection inside 50 and getting a better return on their investment inside 50. It's been a massive issue for Melbourne for the last couple of years is that they they are right up there statistically in the inside 50 numbers, but then you've got to look right down the, near the bottom for them in the goal-scored numbers. So it, it, they just haven't been able to get that connectivity. They're It's just not working, that entry inside forward 50. So when Max Gorn said even he's biting off 45-degree kicks... Um, that uh, that's uh, that just goes to show how much how, how well they're all going in that area. So it is a concern, but I think it's just a, a wait and see. Yeah,
4: yeah. As, and, and as a Melbourne supporter, uh, you know, with Ben Brown coming in, it's a, it's a bit of excitement, especially around the Melbourne supporters. You know, they haven't had a, mm. a proper key forward since David Leeds. So for Ben, if Ben Brown were to go down and say be out for say the first ten rounds, it's going to be it's going to be huge for, for blokes like. Sam Wiedem and stuff like that needs to really, really step up this year. Else, so we're going to struggle, you know, as we have in the
0: past two well, years. So, yep. fingers crossed for Ben Brown. So, yeah, it, it was a, a great um, it was a great talk topic that was on SEN today. Who are you most worried about? But it also can lead into a topic: who does your season most depend on? And I reckon, even though he hasn't played a game for Melbourne, that if you would ask that question of Melbourne. You know, Melbourne fans, of which you're one, Sam. Who do you think your season most depends on? And I actually get the feeling that it is Ben Brown, who, who, who...
4: a hundred and ten percent. I'm telling you, that's if, every Melbourne supporter you talk you talk to saying, "We got Ben Brown for cheap," and it can actually be, you know, huge for us. Mm. For pick uh, thirty-one or whatever it was, for, for what he can do and what he's proven that he can do. If he if he gets on the park and you know strings strings, you know, half a season or even more. to... You know, we'll see how his knee goes, but if he strings, you know, 18 to 20 games, it could be looking dangerous.
0: You absolutely could be. Uh, We'll have to just wait and see. Cross every toe, every finger that you've got, Sam, and and hopefully it's just... It's hopefully it'll all be fine, mate. Thanks for the call. Yeah, always. Nice, thank you. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Call it any time. Your say on the news of the day—that's what time on's all about. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Emma Carney's going to join us after six thirty. Uh, Pride round, get started. Friday night at Witten Oval. It's a sellout between the Blues and the Dogs. Uh, speaking of Pride Round, it's ironic that we're getting ready to celebrate Pride Round in AFLW when the NRL is weighing up the possibility of Israel Folau returning uh, to the NRL after a couple of years ago being booted out by Rugby Australia. Now to get back to his first sport in the NRL, St George Lawarra uh are looking set to get that registration over the line and there's been a few people who have made comment on that today. We'll work our way through that next on Time On. On SEN, your home of sport. Time Time On. one 736 736 North Melbourne skipper and AFLW superstar Emma Carney to join me. She's going to be uh, by my side on Friday night as we broadcast uh, the first game of round two of this AFLW season. It's Pride round uh, between the Blues and the Dogs who started this round from an AFLW point of view and now um, every club and uh, the whole round is dedicated to Pride round and about five clubs will be wearing uh, special Pride jumpers but to mark the occasion. Um, it's a, a fantastic initiative, and um, it's an ironic one, given that we're getting ready to celebrate that. But uh, in the NRL, the biggest issue there is uh, whether or not the NRL will agree to re-registering Israel Folau. Of course, uh, his Rugby Australia contract was torn up a couple of years ago. He's been playing in France um, for the last couple of years, wants to come back. St George of Lawora, keen to have him on board. Uh, we know the whole situation and reason as to why... Uh, that situation unfolded, now it's a big decision for the NRL and what kind of um, message they want to set. They'd already previously said that they wouldn't entertain that and Israel Folau wouldn't be registered. I think that stance would need... I think given the legal minefield around that, I think they do have to accept or they do have to go through a full process with anybody who asks to be registered with the NRL. But the first openly gay NRL player, um, who you may know, uh, the story... Um, You may know the story of Ian Roberts, um, who came out uh, as gay in 1995. Uh, He was the first professional rugby league footballer, or think of any code, uh, to do so. He's had uh, his say today, and uh, he spoke to the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, and he was unequivocal in his view. Uh, He has said, at what point... Did someone at the Dragons think it would be a good idea to invite this S H uh, uh, exclamation mark T Storm into their club? Roberts asked, and that's what it will be. You are welcoming this hurricane of awful. I would have thought the board and the, and the coach could look at their position in rugby league because this is about more than winning or losing. It's about the actual fabric of the game. Who thought this was a good idea? It's mind blowing. People don't understand the effects of homophobia and the consequences. People in the L G B T I Q plus community know it because it's our reality uh they haven't officially lodged the contract but uh the ARL are believed to be uh I believe to going uh, be, are to be discussing this situation on Thursday um Roberts, uh, for the first time, led the NRL's Pride in League float. So the NRL have a a float in the Mardi Gras and he led that float in 2017 and for the last five years has played an integral role in the NRL's inclusion program. Uh, He said, we have these scenarios around homophobia, misogyny, drugs in sport, use of social media, he said of the program. It's a safe place for players to get things wrong because we can talk about it. Um, Roberts fears that Falau's presence in the NRL will have devastating effects. You know that s storm i was talking about that s storm claims lives he said people don't understand the effects and the consequences it's our reality we've all lost friends uh to suicide 13 11 uh, 14 of course the lifeline number for any kid out of the suburbs now dealing with sexuality in a negative way and self-harm is a reality this s storm is deadly um Former, his former Wallabies teammate, Falau's Wallabies teammate, said the NRL should not allow the player back in the competition. If I was a club owner, I wouldn't have him playing for my team. That's what Drew Mitchell told Sunrise. Certainly, he certainly has support from uh, former uh, teammate Sam Thiday uh, Willie Mason uh, believes that he should be back in the NRL. And there's been several articles written in support uh, of him rejoining uh, Rugby League. Uh, Frank Panisi, uh, the, the, uh, the footy boss at the Melbourne Storm, had this to say on SEN Today.
4: You know, he was very respectful and just went about his business. and um, So it was really surprising to see his last season or so up there with the Waratahs and, and the Wallabies and, and all the social media posts. So, yeah, it's like there's two different Israel flowers uh, from out here. The one that we, we knew down here and the one that we saw from a distance are two different people. So, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it'll be interesting if, um, you know, I, I think the one that we knew, you can understand the game and the club um, potentially accepting, but the, the, the one that left, you know, 12 months ago, you know, was with, with the controversial social post, which I'm oh, mm-hmm. surprised all of us. It just it wasn't the Israel we knew.
0: That was Frank Panissi from the Melbourne Storm uh, speaking today. That post is still up, by the way, so um, I'd imagine that might be one of the first questions that the NRL would ask him uh, about his view. And uh, we've spoken a lot this week about apologies and the way in which and do people deserve second chances well if he's any chance of getting back in the contrition that would need to be shown the apology that would need to be given and even then i mean the nrl has worked very very hard on establishing a real connection um a real connection i mean we spoke about the uh, the mardi gras float that they've had uh, since uh for, for about five years now but um the connection that they've been looking to build um in the LGBTIQ plus community. Um, I wonder if that all gets thrown out the door at the moment that that would be accepted. So there's the legal matters involved as well. Um, and whether you can restrain trade. Um, it's a very complex situation. Uh, 0433981116, of course, they do want to be as inclusive a league as possible. Even some of the journos going at great pains to say he should be allowed back because they're such an inclusive sport, yet at the same time uh, declaring anybody that was offended by Israel Folau's comments as a snowflake and that they should get over it. Uh, that was James Hooper's article uh, with Fox Sports. Uh, so that sort of didn't seem to really fit the narrative of being uh, inclusive. Um and I, I don't think that was in the spirit of the way in which to be able to try and speak to people who would have felt aggrieved um, and and the people who are most vulnerable to comments like that. So uh, it's a very, very sensitive topic. You can have your say on it, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 But uh, a lot of people spoke about that during the week. About apologies, it's been on the agenda this week and uh, what they can do. But you'd think that would be the, that have to be the first point, wouldn't it? It'd have to be the first point. I mean, there's been conditions put on Israel Folau, Folau's contracts before and they've been ignored. So I don't know if, you know, caveats in contracts is going to get the job done in that regard. Um, you've got to understand that the, the message that it sends in a broader sense as well one 736 736 of course. Uh, it's great, though, that in the AFL and the AFLW uh, pride round this round, uh, and it gets started on Friday night between uh, the Blues and the Dogs, a Dogs home game at Witten Oval. It's a sellout. How good is this? And Dwayne's been talking about this all week, the terrace culture's back, back at suburban grounds, crowds, good footy. Uh, I'll be doing that game uh, for AFL Nation. I'll be doing it with Emma Carney, and she'll join us next uh, on Time On.
4: CN, your home of sport. Time home. on.
0: Still plenty of time to take your calls. one 736 736 And your text 433 98 1116 Several texts coming through in regards to Israel Folau and whether he should or shouldn't be uh, re-registered with the NRL. Um, if the NRL can welcome back Matt Lodge after his brutal and legit crime, they can welcome Folau back. Uh, they say they're inclusive, but they're discriminating Against Falao and his religious beliefs, have people um, so? Just with that, no one's, no one is denying, no one ever discriminated against Israel Falao for his religious beliefs. They they warned him not once, not twice. They warned him twice to stop hiding behind his freedom of religion to try and deny someone else their freedom. And that's the thing about freedom. We all have it. We all have freedom of speech. When you use yours to try and deny someone of theirs, and when you hide behind that to try and vilify and persecute someone else, and that is going to cause a problem for your employer because your employer will have a social media policy. Your employer, <laughs> your employer will have a codes of conduct policy. And if you breach that, then you're in breach of your workplace agreement or your workplace contract. No one's saying that Israel Folau can't be religious. There are plenty of religious people who are, who, who, who are absolutely fine and, and it's free to go about their business and do go about their business and we never hear about it because they're not there trying to persecute and vilify someone else openly on social forums. There's plenty of very religious people in all sports who go about their business unimpeded. That's not what the issue is here. Uh, well I don't agree with Israel Falau, but we should be able to respect his beliefs and whether we agree with him or not. And I, I agree with that too. But the problem was Israel Falau not respecting other people's beliefs and other people's choices. And by the way, his religious choice is a choice. Someone's sexuality isn't. So that's I'm not trying to lecture to anyone here, but but we but Israel Falau's not a victim here. That's that's one part. And I'm I i have not still even said whether I think he should or shouldn't. I think, geez, you'd you'd want to get a lot of assurances, you'd need a lot of contrition, you'd need a a lot in the way of an apology and a guarantee and a public guarantee from him uh, and an an acknowledgement of pain caused before you'd even consider re-registering him. But I don't agree with people now starting to label him as a victim here i mean the man was paid out four million bucks reportedly i think he's okay and no one's telling him he can't there's not one person who said you can't be religious and you can't um actively be religious but you can't hide behind your religion as a way to persecute and vilify someone else i think that's what employers have a problem with anyway that's enough of the uh, the little lecturing and i don't mean to but I just there's a fair few texts coming through saying uh, painting him as the victim uh, he's not one 300 736 Arthur is giving us a call. day, Arthur.
2: Oh, g'day. How you going? Good, thanks. Um, yeah, look, um, I just... Look, I want to stick up for, Paul, for... I know you're going to take exception with me saying for Israel, but um, just from my point of view, um, he won. he won his court case because he was victimised. He never signed those contracts because of his religious beliefs. You've used the word persecution, vilification. Ian Roberts called him an SH, whatever it was. Um, He's not a victim, and he can't be active in his religion. And yet all those things you've done to him, all these things you guys have done to him. He he hasn't personalised this about it. Yeah, you said he's persecuted people, he's vilified
0: people. He has. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has He's still he has. That's your hey, view, he, but that's not he, my view. He's still got the social media posts up there if you'd like to have a, a read of them. They're still up, by the way. But he's he
2: just reading from the Bible. He hasn't he's taken just them down. He's reading again. from the Bible. And the, if you've
0: the, got to take an issue, go, hey, go Arthur, read it yourself. But the Bible also says he read it. That, the Bible also said that he should be stoned to death because he works on the Sabbath. Should we all go out and do that? Uh, of course not. I'll test, hey, there you anyway, go.
2: We're not, we're not there
0: you into go. We don't want to
2: get into those conversations. Exactly. We don't want to get into those conversations. No-one's saying he can't openly practise...
0: No one's saying he can't openly practice and be proud you of his religion. Are, no, I'm saying, saying he that. can't hide he behind that to persecute somebody else.
2: He, he's not hiding. He's out in the open. He didn't persecute anyone. He didn't persecute anyone personally.
0: Go and have a read. I
2: agree. He could have done a better job. I agree. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have said it the way he said it. Absolutely. He did. He, he upset people no point um
0: the bible also says to love your neighbor and love there you go yeah, well maybe I mean, that's he, the part we can focus me, on maybe that's the part we can focus on and then we'd but all be okay wouldn't been, we? don't say he hasn't been victimized he, he hasn't has been, been victimized. victimized the the bloke got four million dollars after because I... of it that's a fact it's a fact, it's a fact he won his, he's won his case okay so if you, so he you, so you, you feel he's been victimized but you don't think the lgbtq look it up he won the can, it they settled they, they settled, and he got that? $4 million. I'm not, I'm not crying poor for Israel with a $4 million settlement.
2: Because he got paid out for victimisation. We know that. You might
0: not, but we know that. OK, well, we you know think that. that that's what you know, and I appreciate your point of view. No, Thank no, you very I much think. for I giving know, me a call. Actually, no. Bye. See you later, mate. Thank you, Arthur. Appreciate it. one three hundred seven 736 we have got to go to the... We've got a coming up in just a moment. Uh, and I'll tell you the game, too. I just don't have it in front of me. Um, The boys from Talking City will be uh, taking you through that one. Um, It is... uh, Come on. Why is this computer uh, not working? Uh, Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne City, which will be up very, very shortly. Uh, As we said, the Boomer Squad was named today. Uh, A few texts coming through about that. Um, Best American import, because I said that Bryce Cotton and Leroy Loggins were the two best American imports. Somebody said, Mark Davis says hi. That's a great argument, isn't it? And one for another day. Mark Davis... uh, which he was a great player, wasn't he? The chairman of the boards, a three-time NBL champion, NBL NBL MVP, uh, finals MVP. Um, I still think Leroy with three championships and three MVPs uh, has got him and Bryce with three championships and two MVPs. But it's a great conversation and one will do for uh, another day. Uh, Thanks for all your calls and texts. Uh, I'll be back after nine o'clock. We've got Josh Giddy coming up on the show. We will speak to Dr. Phil Jauncey about the modern-day coach-player relationship in light of the Justin Langer story. Uh, And we will speak to Farwood Armoured from the Perth Scorchers as well. Until then, enjoy the A-League. It's up next. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005.